welcome to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I'm your host, Nina Petruzzo, and I'm so honored that you're here. This is a sacred space to inspire, elevate, and amplify your life, your business, your relationships, and your gifts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I am your host, Nina, and I am beyond thrilled and excited and ecstatic and all the things to have on my friend, Haley Nicole. And Haley and I were just cracking up laughing before we got on this call because I somehow found Haley on Instagram. I don't even know how we officially found each other, Haley, but... Some divine connection happened and I feel like I've known Haley for most of my life and she's such a soul sister and just a pillar in the holistic feminine healing space and I truly just eat up all the content that she shares. I feel everything that she shares in this world is like speaking right to my heart. And Haley is a holistic womb healer, a feminine embodiment guide, and the visionary of Root and Womb uh, Collective, which is a woman's collective in devotion to the feminine healing journey. And Haley guides and supports women in healing their menstrual cycles, activating their wombs, and returning to the sacred wisdom of their female body. Haley does one-on-one client work, and she guides transformative group experiences that elevate, amplify, and enrich in your relationship to your body, your womb, and the cyclical seasons of earth. And I truly admire Haley so much because she brings such deep earth wisdom into her work and she really ties the feminine body into the cyclical nature of nature of the earth and how that's connected to our wombs so i just cannot wait to dive in and be able to receive haley's wisdom and i'm just so excited to have you haley Mm, nina thank you for such a warm beautiful welcome I am so excited to be here with you. And like you shared, we've just been following each other on Instagram for at least a couple of years now. It, it's ha- it has to be at least a couple of years. And I have just always felt so deeply connected to you and your work and your medicine. And I'm just really excited to have this conversation here with you today. Same. I just like, this is the thing about Instagram that I do love. I mean, I can hate on it all day (laughs) for many reasons, but it truly is this beautiful bridge of connection. And I'm just infinitely grateful for the space of it to be able to connect with such extraordinary women like you. And Haley, I would love to hear a little bit about your own journey of where you've been and really how you've arrived to be a feminine embodiment coach and healer and really a leader in the field of holistic feminine wellness. Mm, Yes, I'd love to share my journey. So my journey really begins with my body in high school. At the age of around 17, I developed a pretty extreme eating disorder. So I began or developed bulimia and there was just a lot of chaos going on in my life. A lot of stuff happening within my family and at home. And I was also in this transition of applying to colleges and getting ready to leave the house. And yeah, my, my eating habits and behaviors really just began to spiral from there. And from the age of about 17 to 23, 24, I was in this really deep cycle of bulimia and orthorexia, body dysmorphia, exercise addiction, all the things. So my journey really began with returning to my body after being in extreme pain and anger and frustration and just so disassociated and so disconnected for so, so, so long. And so, yeah, around the age 23, 24, I had really began my spiritual practices at that that point. I'd had like a spiritual awakening a few years earlier and had been moving through just this like big initiation in my life as well. And 
yeah, it was this journey of reconnecting to my body, reconnecting to my cycle, reconnecting to my womb, really coming back into like union with all of me. Right. And throughout that time of my eating disorder, I was also on hormonal birth control and that, that story, that journey is wild as well. I was on hormonal hormonal birth control on and off for a couple of years. And I also had the copper IUD and both of those forms of birth control just really altered, not even just my physical body, but also my emotions, my connection to myself, my connection to others. And so through that experience, I was really just like, I was just amazed at how destructive these forms of birth control were on the female body. And so it was right about the same time when I had finally stopped throwing up and finally started treating my body in a much more supportive, friendly way and transitioning off birth control. Those all kind of aligned around the same time. And so, yeah, like I was just in this really beautiful place at that point where I could reflect back on everything that I had moved through. And I was like, wow, there is not enough education. There is not enough support. There is not enough guidance for women who are moving through those things, right? Whether it's bulimia, orthorexia, body dysmorphia, that's really where my work started a few years ago, but then also within the realm of birth control. And that was really what kind of like opened the bag into the realm of the cycle and the womb and feminine healing for me, because I really began to dive deeper into my cyclical rhythm and my fertility and just the energetics of my womb space. And I was really angry and frustrated as to why I had to go through as much pain and shame and struggle as I did in those years. So yeah, those were kind of like the two big initiations you could say that really brought me onto my path of desiring to support women and reconnecting to their body, reconnecting to their womb. And then another really massive shift in my life happened when I moved up to the mountains, as we were talking about earlier. And I had lived in the city in San Diego for probably about seven or eight years prior to that. I had moved down there for college and had stayed for a while. And when I moved up here, it was this another just huge transition within my life and that really really solidified my like deep desire to support women on their womb healing path on their cycle healing path and reconnecting to their bodies and using the earth as support as guidance as inspiration for that reconnection yeah and I just admire and honor your vulnerability and sharing those parts of your story Haley because I certainly hear my story and parts of your story. And I know that your story speaks to many women, you know, many of you listening. And I I know beyond in the greater scope of the feminine on this earth right now. And it's, I remember that moment vividly too, when I finally went off birth control, because that was a huge part. I feel for many of us as women, this really is the huge initial piece of the initiation of coming back into our bodies because most of us as women in our generation were prescribed birth control for a number of years. I was on it for almost 10 years on the pill. And I remember when I went off of it, that's when all of my health issues began to arise and all of my deficiencies and all of my gut health symptoms started. And that was truly the moment that I fully descended into my body and brought me on this journey of healing. And I feel, again, I'm just so grateful that there is so much more awareness to birth control. And I remember hearing something, I think it was Jolene Brighton that had said on a podcast, you know, she was like, isn't it crazy that we prescribe hormonal birth control to women right when they're about to move through this initiatory passage from little girl to embodied woman. And we essentially suppress all of who they're actually designed to be so that they continue to just fit into the mold of who we should be and really to numb and dim our own 
radiance and power. And I remember hearing her say that on a podcast and I got chills throughout my whole body. And then this sacred rage just erupted from within me because I could feel how different my body was when I finally went off birth control and obviously did deeper healing around my own patterns with exercise binging and orthorexia and all the things that I also went through in my middle school to late teen years. And there was just this deep feeling of, of anger that I didn't realize I had suppressed for so long. And I would love for you to even share deeper, Haley, because I, I feel a lot of women have recently gone off birth control or are considering going off birth control or have been going through this healing journey for some time, but it took me years to get my body back into a state of equilibrium. And I would love for you to even share some of what your own journey was like in, in healing kind of that transition from being on birth control to coming off of birth control and what it looked like to, to start to connect more cyclically with your womb and to let yourself descend into that sacred portal, which is truly what it is for us as women. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's wild that we have such similar journeys with just the disordered eating and the birth control. And I, similar to a lot of the women that I work with move through that anger, that rage, that frustration. And if that's what someone who's listening to this is feeling, my best piece of advice is to really allow yourself to go into those feelings, to go into those emotions. And they are so valid. They are so, they, yeah, they're so valid. They're so warranted because we have been really fed this lie about our bodies and our fertility and our cycles. And when you just shared what you heard Dr. Jolene Brighton share, it, it brought me to full chills as well, because when we really speak about maiden to mother, mother to wild woman, wild woman to crone, there's these deep like initiations and lessons and learnings that we're being asked to really move through. And what I've really felt over the years, and, and this is just my truth, this might land for some, this might not land for others, but I really feel like birth control really inhibits that full expression of our womanhood, of our feminine energy. And so there's a lot of people who transition off birth control right before they're entering into motherhood, yet they haven't been able to really be in all these different experiences and versions and iterations of themselves because there has been this massive disconnect between themselves in their womb and their cycle and their creative power and all those things. So yeah, it's, I actually just had a call with a woman yesterday who's been on birth control for 13 years and it's, it's wild. There's a lot of internal processing that is required for a lot of people. So in terms of just kind of like different things that people can tune into and and yeah, really focus upon if they are in this journey, first and foremost, like I just said, allow yourself to feel that anger, allow yourself to feel that rage. And really the approach that I use is one that's very multidimensional. So there is a lot of physical healing that's necessary in that transition. Like you shared your gut, just like completely went out on you. That's really normal. There's a lot of nutrients that are depleted in that process of being on birth control as well. So definitely take your physical health seriously, especially in that first six to 12 month period. There can be a lot of really beautiful ways that you can support your body in that transitionary phase. And what I like to say too, just in regards to the physical is that it's a time of replenishment. It's not a time of elimination. So your body is more in a place of depletion. So bringing in nutrient dense foods to support yourself. And that kind of ties back into like the disordered eating conversation. Cause I know a lot of women want to just like restrict foods and not eat this and not eat that. When in reality during that transition, it is really essential to be bringing things in. But 
also from more of like an emotional energetic lens, really tuning into the power and the wisdom of the womb. And that is really purely done through conscious attention, through repetition and through relationship building. And so, yeah, really spending that sacred time with your body, with your womb, doing ceremonies and rituals and massage and beginning that internal exploration as well. Because I really have felt that birth control, I mean, this isn't just me even feeling this, this is the truth, like it shuts down your womb. So if you're not feeling connected to your womb when you're on birth control, that's kind of the way they've made it be, right? That was, that's an intentional, that's an intentional side effect. So the way that we really begin to create those pathways and create that repetition is through embodiment, is through pelvic embodiment, is through bringing energy and flow and sensation back into our root, back into our pelvis. And that's a lot of that deeper work that is really essential throughout that transition. Yeah, and I, I just love and appreciate that you speak to it from both the physical lens and the more energetic, emotional, somatic lens, Haley, because I feel many, you know, look at it based on one or the other. And I feel you just have such a bridge and I know you have such a background too in nutritional health. And again, that really replenishment and nourishment piece, but also the energetic piece, because that was huge for me as well in my journey. You know, when I was so sick, I was working with a functional nutritionist who helped me to restore all the deficiencies that had happened in my body. But really the bigger piece that I feel affected me was the emotional piece and how, when I was in that transition, how I was like met with then all of these emotions that have essentially had been so suppressed and stuffed down when I was on the pill, it felt like almost just felt like I was like cut off at the neck, right? Like living from the head and not from the body for so long. And then it can almost become, I feel overwhelming as a woman to then arrive back into the body because that's not where we've been conditioned to live. And we've obviously lived in a very, you know, patriarchal, more hyper-masculine society that conditions us to be more in the logical, the analytical, the mind space and not honoring the heart, the body, the womb space. And for me, it was the deeper embodiment work. And I let you share so much of this on your page. And you all know I do deep embodiment work and somatic work with my clients as well. And just the simplicity of letting myself be in flow, like just moving my hips, like just starting to commune with my womb, just putting my hands there, just using the breath to bring deeper vitality to that area was so healing in the beginning for me to find that connection again. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, there's very simple things that we can do as women to really foster and facilitate that deeper connection. And I think another thing that, that came to mind, and this is in relation to birth control healing, this is just in relation to womb healing as a whole, but really retracing that story of your womb and revisiting and reintegrating all of the experiences that your womb has moved through that haven't been fully digested and assimilated within your body. So our womb, it's a hollow organ. And so it tends to really hold on to just a lot of undigested emotions and feelings and experiences. And at least a lot of like my story as, as a teenager and like in my twenties, there was just like a lot of dishonoring that happened sexually and that can be really held within our bodies too. And so, like I said, this is transitioning off birth control and just womb healing in general is really retracing those situations, those events, those, those, yeah, those situations that live within our bodies and finding compassion and forgiveness because what we don't express lives within us. And that energy just continues to just spiral down and down and down into our pelvic bowl. And that's why there's a lot of numbness that's found here. That's why there's a lot of disconnection because we haven't really been in right sacred relationship with this part of our body. 
100%. And I, I think that paradigm too, yeah, you just brought up so much within me of kind of tracing back and tracing back sexual experiences. Because for so long, I think so many of us as women, and this kind of comes from, you know, the paradigm of martyrdom, right? Of just like giving, giving, giving and not replenishing ourselves or not honoring our own needs. And I would say for almost all of my 20s was just all about giving to the partner, never receiving and feeling a numbness really throughout my whole sexual experience for almost 10 years, you know, in that time of my life. And it was also a, a deep reclamation of that energy when I finally came to this deeper awakening with my womb to really grieve a lot of that and to restore my pleasure and the essence of my feminine, not for anybody else, but really for myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's such a beautiful journey that every feminine being will be asked to walk down at some point in their life. And yeah, like the sexual healing, the womb healing is, is so, so powerful and really being able to find sensation and safety back in those experiences because yeah, like you can, you can be with the same person for many years, but until you've really developed that sense of safety and groundedness within your own body, there can still be that fight or flight response within your body in a sexual experience. And so that's really that like re that remembrance and that like reuniting with your own body so that you can find that safety and that sense of belonging within your sensuality and within your pleasure. Mm, I love that finding your own sense of belonging within your own pleasure. That's, Oh, that's good. I love that. (laughs) And, and I love and admire so much too. I mean, and I I was joking with Haley before, because Haley lives like my dream life. She lives on the beautiful land out in Julian, Haley, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. San Diego mountains. Yeah. Mountains. It's so gorgeous there. And her and her partner have this land, but Haley, I know lives so closely to the earth and really has deep reverence to the earth. And I would love for you to share deeper too, as women, you know, how the earth is connected to our feminine body and how the seasons live within us and even within our own cycle, how we can honor again, that more cyclical rhythm that exists within us. And I would just love to hear your own insights and practices of how you really honor that in your life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I feel like I could write a whole book on this. (laughs) This has been, yeah, the, the relationship that we as women have to the earth is truly one of the most beautiful sacred relationships that we will ever have in this lifetime, I believe. And I thank God every single day that I was able to move here and cultivate the life that I have because it has drastically informed my perspective on feminine healing, on womb healing, on women's health. I think as a culture and as a society, we are just very disconnected from the ground, from the earth, from our roots, from nature, and from the seasons of nature, right? Really from this cyclical cyclical way of orienting to life, to our bodies, to our wombs, to relationship, to business, to everything. It's like what we were speaking about earlier too. And within our womb, we hold four beautiful, unique, essential seasons. And those seasons are mirrored within Mother Earth as well. So winter mirrors our own inner menstruation. Spring mirrors our inner follicular phase. Um, summer mirrors our own inner ovulation and autumn mirrors our own inner luteal phase and each of these seasons really hold their own medicine they hold their own lessons they hold their own initiations there are archetypes within each season that as women and as feminine beings we're really able to tune into and understand our own consciousness through and so Really, when I see feminine healing, I look at it from this 
earth-based perspective because in order for us to be in right relationship to our bodies and to our womb health and our menstrual health, we have to be able to see the grander perspective of the earth's cycles as well. And so really anyone can connect with the earth. And I think that there is, especially for someone that might feel disconnected from the land that they live on, there's this big like, what? Like, what do I even do? How do I even start that relationship? And we all live upon the earth, right? Not everyone has the privilege or the opportunity to live upon acres of land in the middle of nowhere like I do. And so, but we still all live upon the earth, right? We All of our homes, all of our structures are built upon the earth. And so, becoming familiar with that land, placing your hands upon that land as often as you can, or in a place that's close to where you, where your home is, where your shelter is, where your roots and your foundation are, and really begin to find that deeper connection to that place, right? I, I've worked with clients who live in apartment buildings and, right, and they'll find a tree that's outside their apartment They'll that they'll begin developing a relationship with. But what I really see is this beautiful mirror between the feminine and between earth. The feminine is wild and chaotic and unpredictable and beautiful and wild. And so is the earth. And so I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of like understanding of our own landscape and of our own nature when we begin this refacilitation with our connection to earth. So at least for me, I used to always feel really confused as to my cyclical nature. I was like, why can't I just like land here and be here? <laughs> why can't I just, yeah, you know, and, and because you look outside and, and Mother Earth is always in, in flow. She's always changing and shifting and evolving. And when we begin to notice those intricate, connections between us and her it's this immediate homecoming that's that's my experience with it and I think that as humans right now many people are longing for that deep sense of home yeah right yeah. home within our bodies and home within our earth it's it's like you know we can you can have a home you can have a family you can have all these things and still never feel at home and I really contribute that feeling of disconnect from home to our disconnect from earth's rhythms and the rhythms of our body. And so the way that I support women in refacilitating their relationship to the earth isn't by just telling them like, go do this, go do that. Like, you know, yes, spend time in nature. Yes, you know, try to grow food, try to connect with these plants, harvest herbs, go camping, like do, do what you can to be out in nature and begin to observe nature in your own body. We can really reconnect to the earth by reconnecting to our womb. And that's been the greatest healing that I feel like I've really gone through in the last couple of years is reconnecting to my womb through the greater cosmic womb, through, the, through earth's womb, and really not seeing that separation between my body and the earth. Mm. Yes. And I feel like the ultimate, this, I just know we're on like such the same page with this Haley, because I feel restoration on earth is happening as we come home to our bodies, the earth, God, and each other. And we do have to facilitate this connection back to earth and to make it not feel like this big thing. Like even in my head for a long time, I think I still even am like moving through this because I live now in a city and I don't love being in a city and I have felt more disconnected from nature in the recent season of my life. And it's been so disheartening. And one of my dear friends who does flower essences, you know, we were talking about nature and she said, it's always with you. And even just like looking at the tree outside of your window or going out there, just like you mentioned with someone that lives in an apartment and just like finding that connection, you know, because it is there and that connection is going to bring you closer to that sense of belonging that does happen through the remembrance of your body. And I, I feel it was game changer for me when I started to understand 
the seasons that live within myself and really honoring those different cycles and honoring as a woman that you don't have to be on every hour of every day and that we really get to nourish ourselves deeply, especially in that luteal menstrual part of the cycle and to offer ourselves more grace and compassion and slowing down and really how I implement this now in my business and really within my feminine leadership. And I know that you very much lead in this way as well, Haley, and really honoring again, the rhythms of your feminine body within your business, within your leadership. And I feel this conversation is really on the rise, but I would love to hear for you from you as a, as a feminine business owner and leader, you know, how you also honor the earth, your body, your feminine cycle, you know, within the space of your business. Cause I, I feel for many of us as women, we get into business because we want to move from our heart's expression. And I do believe feminine entrepreneurship is really the path of the heart. If that's what we're devoted to, which I believe at the core of the feminine, her deepest devotion is to bring love where it hasn't gone before. So I really feel her deepest desire is to be in service, but we get caught up and there is so many constructs right now of recreating essentially the patriarchal structures within feminine business. And that's something I've been examining massively this year. I know you've been on a similar journey as well. And, and Haley and I were talking before about the process of death and rebirth and really honoring the initiations that God is calling us into within our life and our business. So I would just love to hear some of your insights on that, Haley, and, and navigating that. Yes, absolutely. This has been deep, deep medicine that I've been moving through the last, definitely the last year. I, I started my business with an understanding of the cyclical rhythms of the womb and the cyclical essence of nature. As I shared earlier, my business started actually in a whole different dimension of disordered eating support and intuitive eating and all that work. So when I started my business, I had that understanding but it wasn't embodied. And I quickly got caught into the hypermasculine patriarchal conditioning of needing to always be on and launching all the time and being perpetually in this state of growth. And especially over the last year, these lessons have really solidified in my body which is that we cannot be in full blossom and in full bloom without a deep winter. And we can't extract our business from the rhythms of life. And that's unfortunately what I feel like is being recreated a lot within, within online businesses. And I think as feminine leaders and as women who are really committed to creating this new paradigm, it's so essential that we are working in rhythm with our body and with our earth, not just for us in our own business, but also to be an example for other women and to really begin to pave the road for business in the future. So yeah, there's, there's going to be times in your life and in your business where you move through a really deep winter, where the void feels long, where you're in places of uncertainty and confusion. And so the winter in the winter season of our womb cycle, also known as menstruation, right, is this phase of really deep detoxification. So your womb is shedding the endometrial lining. It's also clearing out any emotions and energies from the past cycle that aren't supporting you in this new cycle ahead. So really each cycle begins and ends with menstruation. And so for me, this past year of 2021 was like an extended menstrual phase, an extended winter because I was really being called forward into this new creation Yet there was a lot within my own subconscious, within my own body, within my own life that I had to fully let go of and not carry with me in this next evolution. 
And so when it comes to feminine leadership and feminine business, we have to be in right relationship to the winter of our life. We have to be, because if we're not, we are just perpetuating that hyper-masculine capitalistic uh, culture that is just so prominent. And I think it's really easy for us to say we're feminine business leaders because we're women, yet are you actually implementing these deeper earth and womb-based practices? And so from a practical perspective, like how do you integrate this into your everyday life? So working with your womb in business is so powerful. It is my guiding light. I would not be able to be a business owner if I wasn't in union with the rhythms of my womb because I'm a deeply feminine being and I crave those pockets of stillness and rest and quietness and solitude and really being able to just be with God. And that's what menstruation is. That's what winter is, is your channel fully open to receive guidance from the divine as you're detoxing everything from your womb and your root that aren't in highest support of you. So menstruation in that winter is that full that full channel coming open within your entire body. And so really, and it goes beyond just rest. It's like, okay, yes, rest is beautiful. That's, that's essential, but being reflective in your menstruation, really tuning into what are the creations that are wanting to be birthed from me? What have I been sitting on? What's working? What's not working? Really tuning into, okay, what actually is here for me? And also letting yourself be in that void period. And the void is a very uncomfortable phase to be in. The void is like when we don't know, we don't have the answers, we feel confused, uncertain, all of those things. Yet the feminine has such a beautiful way of being in the void. And we're able to be in the void by cultivating deeper trust, deeper faith, and deeper connection to God and source. And so those bones, those systems, those like neural pathways are strengthened in winter. It's strengthened because the external isn't there to validate what we're doing, yet we have to be so certain in our own bodies and our own beliefs that yes, there are, there are, there is fruit that's just around the corner. And so during your menstrual phase, during your own inner winter, really taking that time to rest, reflect. I love to take a couple of days off clients, not really have any like outward facing work that I'm doing. I'm definitely oftentimes in kind of that creative energy though, but in a much more feminine, flowy, organic way. And once you move out of menstruation into your spring and into your summer, that's really those, those two phases where you get to be more external focused, right? Doing the podcast interviews, getting on video, leading your programs and your groups, really going forward in, in more of that masculine energy that is informing the creations of your business. But one of my mentors, Jenna Ward, who is just beautiful and runs an embodiment training, she shares one of her sayings is feminine depth first, masculine action second. She says it in like a little bit more of an eloquent way, but something along those lines. And menstruation really fuels that feminine depth of where we're going. Whereas spring and summer is that action forward, but it's coming from that place of feminine depth first, if that makes sense. And so, and then in the luteal phase, it's this great phase for like reflection, integration, closing loose ends, really, yeah, meeting some of those darker shadows that might occur, really looking at more of like the data and the information and the admin stuff that is required to run a business. And then also taking that out from an earth-based perspective, you know, and and I'm not perfect in this. I I strive to be, this is something that I really strive to, to really master at some point in my life, but really running an earth-based business, which for me looks like attuning my, the rhythms of my business to the rhythms of my earth or of the, of the earth and allowing there to be months of silence months of silence, months of being with God, listening, being, hearing the call, because 
especially for the work that you and I do, Nina, and a lot of these listeners, like you shared, it's, it's heart-centered work. And heart-centered work doesn't just come within like two days. You know, some, something comes to you. And for me, at least, I need to be in relationship to that creation for sometimes it's a couple weeks, sometimes it's a couple years. And, and that's the nature of the feminine too, is creating space for our creations to really move through us and really looking at the earth as that example of that, knowing that we are not always in full bloom. Our business isn't always in full bloom. The earth is not always in full bloom and full restoration of humanity and of the earth will come when we're able to implement more of these cyclical based practices into our everyday lives. Oh, I'm like preach sister. Thank you for that sermon. <laughs> it is the deepest truth. And I, for sure, I mean, resisted that winter for most of my life. And I remember, you know, in my past life, when I was a therapist and a yoga teacher, I mean, I was hustling, I was going, I was constantly on and accelerating. And we know that that state of constant growth is more of that, you know, wounded or hyper-masculine energy. And it's so amazing to witness now, like my menstrual part of my cycle is actually my favorite part of my cycle. I mean, I do love ovulation and follicular because I'm such a creative being. And I think as women, you know, we are so creative. So that time really gets to like exalt and let that thrive. But the depth of the winter and the crone energy has really been the thing that's ignited the creativity and just that permission that you get to give yourself space and time and replenishment and rest has been huge for me because I feel many of us act from a state of urgency because that's a conditioned trauma response from our society. And it does take time to regulate your nervous system or not even regulate. I feel, you know, a healthy nervous system is really resilient and flexible, but allows you to ground into that safety again in yourself to know that it's safe to rest and to trust the timing and to trust your own divine timeline. And, and I even love to, and I, this has been a deeper, newer exploration for me because I feel even women in business, we talk a lot about kind of shifting from being in our feminine and then being in our masculine. And to me, this is something that's really been coming alive the last few months. I'm never changing my hat. I'm always in my core feminine. And for me, my relationship with God really helps me to feel supported and allows the inner masculine to flow through me. But it's like the remembrance that I am a feminine being. So my ultimate state is love and openness and receptivity and flow and faith and trust. And again, divine timing in that God and then kind of that masculine channel that gets to move through me is what helps me to then inspire and take the action necessary to bring, you know, the creative work to life and the feminine fuels the depth. So it's like such a beautiful reminder that as a feminine business owner, you do get to be in your feminine. <laughs> like, like that is the essence and you get to honor these seasons and we just get to remember that there is no rush. And Haley and I were talking before because there is an essence of feeling like there is a rush and there is a race going on out there. And we were both talking about, you know, Haley and I have definitely been on journeys with comparison and jealousy and, and feeling like we're behind. And, and Haley, I would even love for you to speak on that, like how you've been able to unravel some of that more, I guess, wounded feminine energy that many of us have been conditioned into kind of that wounded, immature maiden part of ourselves that feels like she has to get caught up in that race to get to the top. Mm, yes, this has been such an integral part of my journey, especially the last year. And I shared this with you in, uh, I believe it was a ceremony you offered at the end of 2021, where I felt like I was moving through the initiation out of maiden 
into mother, but like not quite mother because I'm not ready to yet have kids, but in that, in that in-between phase. And yeah, I think that it's so ingrained within the feminine consciousness to compare, to judge, to look at other women and think that you're either above or below them or that they're ahead of you or behind you. And so when I'm speaking about the feminine consciousness, what I'm speaking about is this ingrained belief system that we inherit as feminine beings. And it's been around for thousands of years. It, it's right. It's, it's lived within our bodies, within our mother's bodies, our grandmother's bodies. It's lived within the earth for a long, long, long time. And so I think the first step in really unraveling that for me was seeing that it wasn't mine. It wasn't, it wasn't, I w- it wasn't unique to me. I'm not the only one that feels comparison and jealousy and, and all of these wounded maiden, immature feminine energies, right? It was something that I inherited. And at the same time, it was and is my responsibility to unravel those elements that were held within my consciousness and held within my body. And so I think for me, I had to really trace it back to when did I really begin to like feel this, right? When did this really begin to start within me? And it was way far back, probably in elementary school, to be honest. So when you think back of, wow, okay, there's, there's a lot of built up tension over the course of my entire life that has been fueling this belief system within me. So once I realized that, I was like, okay, this isn't something that's just going to go away in the matter of one day or two days. This isn't something I'm just going to release with the full moon and be done with it, right? This is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be like a lifelong journey. And I think that there's so much peace and humility in that, right? Yeah. Because to really come to that conclusion of, I'm not broken. I'm not wrong. There's, there's nothing inherently bad about this. And at the same time, I really desire to transform it because a really big piece of womb healing is feminine healing and feminine healing is about really looking at your ancestral line, looking at the feminine consciousness and choosing what are you desiring to pass on? What are you desiring to let live within our collective space? And I really desire to have daughters in the next however many years and, and I don't want them to feel the weight of those energies as I have in my life. So forgiveness, not making it wrong and being in relationship to when that appears within my life, when it appears within my business. For me, it appears within my business way more than it appears just within my everyday life. And so it's a divine teacher for me. It alerts me of when there might be energy leaks, when I might be spending too much time on social media, when I'm not staying in my lane enough, all of these things. And so whenever I feel those energies coming, it's for me now, it's so easy for me to like realize when it's happening and I'm able to pause, take a deep breath, go sit outside for a little bit, connect back to my body, connect back to my heart and my truth, and then move from that place. And I really feel like in our lives right now, we're really being asked to honor these greater rite of passages between maiden and mother, mother to wild woman, et cetera. And I think a huge, huge piece of that maiden to mother transition is really eradicating the jealousy, the comparison, the not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy enough, like that wounded maiden And I don't think that in previous generations that has happened. There's just been this perpetuation of these outdated energies that's now living in women who are 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, and they're then passing that energy onto the younger generation. And I want to live in a world that doesn't perpetuate those belief systems. And of course, maidens, my daughters, your daughters, they'll have their own healing to do in that. It's not to say that my healing is going to completely free them of any of their suffering around those core challenges as women, but 
I really feel like the transition from immature, wounded, maiden, and feminine into more of the embodied, expressed feminine and into the mother, that's that transition that I was asked to move through over the past year. And it's not easy because it's so ingrained in your body. It's so ingrained in culture. It's so prevalent in so many different spaces. And it's not always easy to point out. It's not just like, oh, there it is. Sometimes it's hidden and covered and camouflaged into something else. And so again, it's just being in that really right relationship to that essence and that part within yourself and meeting it with grace day in and day out. And of course, if, if you're finding that transition to be really challenging, which I think for a lot of people it is, it's like, that's why that's why there's support in the world. That's why it's supportive to have a coach or a therapist or a healer that you can lean on and really have as as support in that healing process. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm walking right beside you in this journey. And I know many of you listening are walking this journey from kind of, yeah, some of our wounded, immature maiden archetype into the more embodied and empowered feminine right now. And just like Haley said, I've been really discovering this in myself, how kind of camouflaged and hidden some of this can be. It's not always right in front of your face. I mean, I definitely notice in these little creepy corners of my life that I then I'm like, oh, I don't want to look there. But then of course, God's going to help me lift the veil to, to see it so that I can do some work and heal it. And I love what you said too, Haley, because I, I really felt too, I, I feel a lot of your deeper why it came alive and what you were just speaking. Because I do feel as we do this deeper intentional healing work with our feminine body, with our wombs, we are shifting and starting to reshape the world for our future daughters, for our future sons, you know, for the future children coming onto earth and also honoring that we're not going to heal it all. And we're not going to see the finality and the end results of this, but how necessary it is anyways to start the momentum in this because you're right. I mean, I think about this all the time, you know, I'm always like, what would our world be like if we truly did have healed and empowered women on earth and how far we've gotten from that because of all the conditioning and how this has impacted our grandmothers, our great grandmothers, our mothers. And I definitely didn't see a model for an empowered feminine being in my upbringing. And again, how all of these patterns get passed down through literally our DNA, our genetics. And we are in this wave of change to the new paradigm. And I always do get chills when I think about, you know, women of our generation, because I really do feel many of us are kind of like in the front lines of this. I feel our generation is kind of this big wave of women awakening and women coming back into their bodies, their hearts, their truth, you know, their wombs, so that we can start to create this bigger ripple that's eventually going to happen on earth. And it's big work. It's not easy work. (laughs) It's going to bring you down and into the deepest layers of yourself. But I always remind myself, you know, brave is the woman who chooses to do it anyways, right? Without having to know what the end result is going to be. And I feel just exactly what you said, the grace, like just having so much grace and compassion and offering yourself time for reflection in the pause and being in the void and being in the messy middle and the darkness as you're navigating this is a beautiful place to be. And that arena of life is going to rebirth this radiance, you know, that will get to create again, not just impact for you, but impact for all of us, entire humanity here. So I, I just thought that was so powerful, Haley. Thank you, Nina. Yes, it's it's so true. And you're, what you said about just like, there are so many women on the forefront right now who are really paving the way and carving this path forward for future generations. 
And that is the deeper why behind, behind my work and behind this work as a whole. It's not just, it's not just for me. Like I am literally like nothing in the grand scheme of things on this, in this universe. We are, we are just microscopic little like beings, right? And we have such impact at the same time. And so it's that duality of being able to be in that in between of, wow, I am nothing and I am everything at the same time. And how can I use my life to really create deeper peace and love and healing and happiness on this planet for women, for future generations, because our world would look so vastly different if there were empowered women in in culture, in society, in institutions. I mean, one of my deepest beliefs is that women will heal the world Mm -hmm. and we have to be connected to our heart and our womb in order to do so. And so this work of reconnecting to the feminine, reconnecting to the heart and into the womb, it really brings us back into that divine remembrance that our life matters, our love matters, and that we can be of impact on this planet. And yeah, it's, it's deep work. It really, really is deep work. And, and going back to that, like transition too between wounded feminine into more of the empowered feminine for anyone listening to this, that journey takes time as well. And to grant yourself permission to move through that at a pace that feels right for your body. Because I think in our healing too, we also place this very masculinized emphasis on our healing journeys and linear, linear timelines. Like, okay, I'm going to be done with this on X date. And that's not really how it works. It's not how it works at all. I, over the past year, I thought I was going to be out of what I was moving through like two, three months. And it took almost 10, 11 months for me to fully move through all the initiations that God placed in front of me. He was like, okay, there's that, there's this, there's that, there's this, there's that, there's this. Once you, once you move through that, then we can graduate to the next realm. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'm going to need to take my time here because this isn't again just mine that I'm moving through. This is lifetimes of bondage that has disconnected me and other feminine beings from their voice, from their heart, from their power. So yeah, it's it's collective work. It's it's really beautiful, deep, heart-opening, expansive healing work. Mm. I just was visualizing like a web as you're speaking all of that because it truly is. And I think that reminder that you just spoke, Haley, of healing is like a spiral and it's not just from A to B. And we get to move through the spiral of initiation and there is some really hard parts in there. But in those spaces, yeah, we can learn to offer ourselves gentleness, tenderness, grace, compassion, acceptance, and to really, you know, trust and hold that faith that God is ultimately always guiding you to where he desires you to go. And you're not getting left behind and everything is getting pieced together. Even when you think everything is breaking down and crumbling, it's really just creating the foundation in the new soil for your seeds to then eventually rise and grow and flourish. And yeah, I just think the feminine body teaches us this. And like you said, when we become connected to this, there is so much healing that happens, not just for ourselves, but for humanity. And that's really what this all is about. And Haley, I'm just like, could talk to you literally all day. <laughs> like all day long. Haley and I could just like go on a full day retreat about <laughs> body and healing right now. And and kind of the last thing I want to ask you, Haley, is I would love to just hear what um, devotion means to you, because I feel devotion, it's been a really deep word and energy in my life. And I would just love to hear from your heart, you know, 
what does being in devotion to your heart, your truth, your feminine body kind of feel and look like for you? I love this question, Nina. I've really been in a beautiful relationship with devotion over the last couple of years as well. And for me, devotion is continuously coming back to my truth and the truth that we are always supported. We are always taken care of. My prayers are always being listened to. Devotion is reconnecting to my body, being in devotion to the rhythms of my body, to the rhythms of my womb, returning to my body again and again and again. And it's also being in devotion to the embodiment of love. There's so many things throughout the day that are designed to bring us out of a place of love and of openness and of being in our hearts. And so I'm not perfect in this at all, but staying anchored in my heart to the greatest capacity that I can for me is like my personal devotion path right now. Even when I want to close, even when it's hard for me to stay there, even when I'd rather just close down and and hide, (laughs) staying really present within my heart. And so it's devotion to me and my body, but then it's also devotion to the people within my life, my partner, my friendships, and my work, my clients, all of those things. Because when I'm in devotion, when I'm in presence with my own body, I'm able to be a clear channel and open to all of these other beautiful avenues within my life. Mm. Oh, I love that so much. I felt that so deeply. And I I do, I feel the gospel of Mary Magdalene speaks to this, like the heart is the place of the new, which is really the angel of the soul. And when we're connected to that space, that's where the treasure lies. And I always feel that's the deepest part of the feminine is to be in reverence and devotion and connection to that truth and that immeasurable frequency of love. And that's what I just felt when you were speaking to that, Haley. And I just appreciate you and your wisdom and just your energy and your just like endless, beautiful expression of, of who you are. I mean, I receive so much from it in my truly daily life. And I'm so excited for you to share more about what is upcoming in your world, because some really big things are happening and being rebirthed. And I would love for you to share with this community where they can find you, what is happening. And um, yeah, I just want this community to be connected with you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for sharing all that, Nina. I really feel like we could just, we need to do like a full day podcast, full day live, like 24 hour live stream. (laughs) Um, But at the time of when this podcast will be released, I will have just rebirthed Root and Womb Collective, which is really, really exciting I'll just give like a little backstory because I just, you know, I really want to be so transparent with this journey of mine because I think it will be really supportive for other business owners to hear too. I opened and birthed Root and Womb Collective back in December of 2020 and they later closed it down in summer of 2021 because I had a really massive vision for it and I was not in a place to hold it. And I prematurely opened it without feeling that deep sense of clarity and mission and why that I now have. So over the last like six months, I've been in this really beautiful rebirth portal. And so as Nina shared earlier, Root and Womb Collective is a women's collective that is in devotion to the feminine healing journey. And so something that is coming up in the next couple of weeks is going to be a three-part series called The Medicine of Menstruation. And this is a really beautiful place to plug into the community and really learn about the magic, the wisdom, and the medicine that occurs in the portal of menstruation. I really see menstruation from this beautiful spiritual energetic perspective. And so we're going to be exploring it from a physical, emotional, and spiritual lens. So that is kind of the newest offering that is coming up. 
And I also support women one-on-one in my Embodied Wound Healing program, which is really centered upon healing your cycle and healing your womb. And wound healing, as we've shared in this discussion, extends far beyond just the physical. That's sometimes that's definitely a lot of the work that I support women with, period pain, PMS, transitioning off birth control, regular cycles, but it goes deeper than that. It's about everything we just shared about really diving deep into the feminine consciousness and expanding into your most radiant self. So yeah, that is what's going on. You can look at the website at www.rootwombcollective.com and you can find me on Instagram at rootwombco. Oh, Haley, I just can't wait. And all of that is going to be linked below in the show notes. You can all easily find all of these amazing things. I just love that. The magic of menstruation. Like I just got like, Ooh, so excited. And this, this course has been pulsing through me for over a year now. And it's just like, every time I bleed, there's just more and more and more that just keeps coming. And, and it finally was like, okay, it's ready. I was like, yes, it's ready. Uh, and just, yeah, what a tribute to your journey. And I, you know, and I witnessed Haley and a lot of this initiation just kind of on the sidelines and can just feel, and I'm sure you can feel listening to Haley, just the deep integration and embodiment and commitment and devotion that she holds to this work, which is why she is someone that I so deeply cherish and admire and respect. And I just am so excited for the rebirth of Root and Womb because I was so excited the first time. And then I just so appreciate your process that you held around it and honoring its sacred season in which it really was wanting to arrive back to the world. So just as a, you know, from my heart to another feminine leader's heart, I just have loved witnessing that journey that you've been on Haley and appreciate the way that you're showing other women to do this as well in their life and their business and their leadership and to trust the space, the pause, the void, the time, the wisdom of your feminine body, because you'll always be guided in your exact timeline that you're meant to be on. So I'm just thrilled for the women that are going to receive this medicine and I'm just so grateful, Haley, for you being on and sharing so much of your heart and your story and your truth today on this podcast with this space. And just thank you all for listening and joining us. And of course, love hearing from you. So always you can send me and Haley reflections from today's episode to email or or Instagram and all the places. And I just can't wait for you to receive this nourishment in your own feminine body. So thank you being here and thank you Haley. Thank you Nina. So lovely connecting with you. So amazing and we'll see you all next time.